0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Lots to do. Saturday edition. Couple of hours. Take you up until 9 o'clock. Dave Rothenberg then. Lots on the agenda on this uh, chilly Saturday morning, mid-February. And it certainly feels like mid-February. We have been spoiled because it was like every day, it was like, ah, 45, like not great, but not terrible. And then all of a sudden you go out today, I think it was like 19 when I left the house. And it felt like 19. That walk to the building this morning was a brisk walk. Got that one in quick. But of course, uh, we are now mid-February. We're making our way, and at least in terms of the calendar. Not the sports calendar necessarily, but just the, the weather calendar. The worst month of the calendar year, right? You got the NFL behind you. You got the baseball pitchers and catchers report, but still we're a ways off from some real baseball action. Despite what that dopey groundhog said a couple of weeks ago, we got 29 days until uh, Selection Sunday, 40 until opening day, 68 until the uh, NFL draft, and 104 until the NBA draft lottery. But luckily for us, in this year of 2020, this year where there's lots of things going on, the most important thing is... We have the Houston Astros, the story that just keeps going on and on and on. A story that has really been a major focus pretty much every single week since that story broke in the Athletic in mid-November. So now we're mid-February, and it's still as pertinent as it was back then. Not just because spring training's opening up and guys are starting to talk about the, uh, the scandal and the fallout and all those things, but because Thursday was the Astros' big day. When they finally were going to have their chance to come clean. Now, we had heard from Jim Crane before that. But, you know, it's one thing when you're caught off guard and you haven't had a chance to really put your thoughts together. We'd heard from both Bregman and Altuve at that uh, fan fest they had. But sometimes you need that extra time to really, you know, not just get on the same page, but work through all the different angles. And we finally got to hear from them on Thursday. And they actually took an extra day. Remember, we, we thought we were going to hear from them on Wednesday. But no, no, no. Get together with everybody so that everybody can show contrition, show a heartfelt apology, remorse, however you want to put it. And uh, the reports did not take very long for the reports to come in on their performance. And the reports were terrible. It really was kind of hard to imagine. Unless they were joking and slapping hands, it really would be hard for the Astros to put together a worse performance than they did the other day. And it really starts at the top. Jim Crane was as laughable as anything, saying that knowing exactly what pitch was coming didn't impact the game. And then saying, no, I didn't say that. No, you literally said that about a minute and a half ago. Jim Crane's performance was as laughable as you could get. And he, he displayed one thing, not that he was sorry, not that this will never happen again. What he displayed was he doesn't care what you think about the Astros. He doesn't care whether or not you think that their championship from 2017 is tainted. He doesn't care that you don't think the punishment, it doesn't fit the crime. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He does not give one bit of an iota what you think about his team or of him or anything. He's done answering your questions. He's done talking about it. And he wants you to move on because he doesn't care that you need an apology. And everything kind of filtered through that. Alex Bregman, with his prepared statement, reading off a sheet of paper, you know, I'm not an apology expert. But I find that if you want to give a heartfelt apology, reading it off a piece of paper four words at a time doesn't really come across as all that sincere. Maybe that's just me. Jose Altuve's performance, another joke, a complete joke. It made them all look bad. But the real takeaway felt like for most people, I guess in the moment it's fair, was how bad it made the Astros look. But really, now that you've had a little bit of time to kind of let it filter through your mind and all those type of things and think about what it means moving forward, it really made Major League Baseball look the worst of all. Because their handling of this is why you got the performances of the Astros the other day. The Astros cheated. There's no doubt about that. Mike Rizzo of the Nationals is absolutely right. That's the word that the Astros should be forced to use. Not mistake, not bad judgment, not inappropriate, not cross a line. They cheated. And they got away with it. But their reaction really probably should have been the reaction we all kind of expected. Because they did what they did. They knew it was wrong. They got a win, right? They won with it. They got a World Series because of it. And they never got punished. And yeah, their reaction is kind of on them to make themselves look ridiculous. But it's basically on Major League Baseball because they did not come down with a punishment nearly strict enough to force them to kind of think through what they've done and feel remorse. So Jim Crane got away with it. The players got away with it. The organization got away with it. And now as you start to move into spring training and eventually when the season does open up, I think that this is going to be a story that kind of goes through the season and the entire season. Maybe it will start to dissipate some as you get deep into the season. But I don't know. It doesn't feel that way right now. And clearly players are angry. And rightfully so. And I think Cody Bellinger, the latest one, an MVP, an all-star, talking about the Astros, and I think he hit on a lot of things that
2: everybody else is feeling. Here's Cody Bellinger. Thought the apologies were whatever. Uh, I thought Jim Cranes was weak. Um, I thought Manfred's punishment was weak, giving him immunity. Um, I mean, these guys were cheating for three years. Um, You know, I think what people don't realize is Altuve stole an MVP from Judge in 17. Um, Everyone knows they stole the ring from us. I know personally I lost respect for those guys. Um, I think I would say everyone in the show, in the big leagues, lost respect for those guys. I don't know what human hits a walk-off home run against Roldis Chapman to send your team to the World Series. And one has the thought to say, don't rip my jersey off. But two, go in the tunnel, change your shirt, and then come out and do your interview. Like that, that makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense to me because I know me. Gary Sanders said yesterday, you can rip my shirt off, my pants off. I sent my team the World Series off for all this Chapman in the ninth inning at home. You can do, you know, I'm going crazy.
1: All right, so there's Cody Bellinger, and he was just the latest one, and I'm sure you're going to get more of these type of stories here as we uh, move along into spring training. And It's rare for Major League Baseball players – to go after other players like that. It's rare when you have this baseball code for guys to go on the record like that. And to me, that is on the Astros. It's on their performance. I'm not sure if there was really anything they could have said at that press conference that would have clearly taken it away. I don't think that there's anything anybody could say about that. But they certainly didn't need to make it as bad as it was. And they certainly made it worse with their performance. But part of that's on them. To me, it should be more on Major League Baseball. Because now, as you move forward, the question's going to be, I saw Joel Sherman had an article about um, vigilante justice and the Astros players don't deserve that. Justin Verlander saying, you know, the commissioner's been clear on this. That's not acceptable. Yeah, buddy, maybe you might want to sit this one out. Because the problem is, is when you're not facing any other justice, it's hard not to feel that way. And the reason why players feel like the Astros got away with it is because they did. The anger at the team is justified, but it should be just as focused on Major League Baseball. Because again, baseball knew what was going on. Teams complained directly to the league And it's not like they had to conduct the Warren Commission to find the evidence. And they did nothing. If Mike Fiers does not go on the record with the athletic, nothing happens. And even knowing what we know, the players never got punished. The owner got off scot-free. And he's never even forced his own play. You know, it would be one thing if Jim Crane came out there and put up the, the, the performance he did saying, well, you know, I shouldn't be held accountable. No, you're only the only literally the owner of the team that had cheated its way to a World Series. Now, why would you be held accountable? But it wasn't even like the owner made it clear to his players, hey, you guys better go out there and make me look good by showing some contrition, some remorse, some heartfelt ap- something. He didn't even do that. You can't say you're truly sorry and then show that lack of effort trying to show that you're sorry. So part of the problem is you can't trust Major League Baseball to uncover anything else that the Astros might be doing because Major League Baseball has displayed pretty clearly that they want to do just enough so you forget about this and move on. Problem is, nobody is moving on, at least not yet. The owner got no punishment. The players got zero punishment. And even the people who were, A.J. Hinch, you know he's going to be back before you know it. Once his suspension is up, it seems pretty clear right now, he'll get the opportunity to manage again. And really, the only person you're talking about that's gotten punished and, and might deal with some punishment moving forward is Jeff Lunau. And it's not because of what happened or his role in it as much as it is, I think, because people view him as a jerk. That's not really the, the – if that's the takeaway, that's a sign that the punishment really didn't fit the crime.
0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You can't punish the players. You gave them immunity. The problem with that is what did, the, what did Major League Baseball's investigation get out of giving the players immunity? Because from the outside, as soon as that story broke in the athletic and it was a, a former player and a coach and it kind of gave you some of the details of the system. It wasn't really all that hard to put together, all right, that that certainly seems like Carlos Beltran. It certainly seems like Alex Cora. So what did you get out of the players coming in and saying, oh, yeah, the, what what they run down what the, the list of crimes were and the players saying, yeah, we did that. Like what did baseball get out of giving the players immunity outside of the fact of – allowing themselves off the hook so they have to come up with whatever the punishment would be for the players. It seems like giving the players immunity helped Major League Baseball out a lot more than it helped the players. That was great for the players because they didn't have to have to deal with any punishment or deal with any suspensions or deal with really anything as an offshoot of this. But I would simply say, like, what did Major League Baseball get out of giving the players immunity? Because it doesn't really seem like what they got out of it was really all that important. I think that they could have come up with the exact same conclusion without having the player say, yeah, we did that. Like if you robbed the bank and there's, there's video of you even with like a mask on, but it's clear you're the person robbing the bank and they've got video and they bring you in and they say, uh, all right, uh, we'll give you immunity from the bank robbery. You don't generally get immu- – I don't know how crime works and then, uh, I'm not a lawyer. But generally, I don't think you give immunity to bank robbers just because you want them to confirm or deny whether or not they robbed the bank. And in this case, the players didn't even have to give back the money. Just keep them up, Just roll along. Roll along. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Here's some more home runs for you dopes. Here's a couple more juice balls. Hey, isn't it fun when everybody hits home runs? It's Major League Baseball's approach. Hey, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. So if you want to get continue to get in on the Astros, certainly we'll do that. But I did want to touch on, and it's kind of been lost. Boy, this thing came and went this week pretty quickly, right? The story from uh, Joel Sherman about Major League Baseball having an idea, a proposal, a plan, I guess you would say, for expanding the postseason expanding the number of wildcard teams, expanding the uh, number of playoff teams in general. And, you know, sometimes you hear an idea and your initial opinion is one way. But then when you had some time to kind of bat it around, you feel a little different. You hear something and it's not until you've had some real time to digest it. Some other people have weighed in and they kind of make you think, yeah, you know what, maybe my initial my initial reaction was off. Maybe I my I overreacted. You need some time to fully appreciate what you're, what you're thinking about. And when I first read the idea, I thought, boy, that's a terrible idea. But then when I really thought about it, I had a couple of days to get into the nuts and bolts of it. I, I hated even more. I really hate it. I thought I really hated it. But no, a couple days later, I really, really hated it. And I, it came to me. The reason why I felt that way, I think, is because it's terrible. I think that that's really the issue I have with the proposal, that it's terrible. So why is it terrible, Gordon? Why would it be terrible for Major League Baseball to expand the playoffs to such a degree that basically you would be playing 162 games to eliminate half the teams in baseball? Well, I think it has to start with that Major League Baseball is different. Major League Baseball is not like all the other leagues. And in this case, the word different is actually a good thing. It's good to to be different. Baseball has something the other leagues really don't have, and that is a regular season that is actually important. Even with as many games as they they play basically every single day for six months. The regular season carries importance. It's not a league, at least up until now, where half the league makes the playoffs. It's not a sport where the players are sitting out blocks of games just so they can be rested for the playoffs, which are all but guaranteed from the moment the season begins. No, you have to play really well for a long period of time because it's really hard to make the playoffs. Major League Baseball's regular season is important. But apparently, that's not the goal. The goal is to be just like everybody else. To be like the NBA or the NHL where the regular seasons are completely, for the most part, meaningless. And if you want to compare this proposal to the NFL, I would simply say that Major League Baseball is not the NFL. It's never going to be the NFL. It's not going to match the popularity as things are drawn up right now because the NFL has a lot of benefits that Major League Baseball just won't have. Right, the lack of games, so each game is going to carry a a level of importance that Major League Baseball simply can't match, plus the other factors that are just completely out of its control, the fact that the NFL takes place in the winter and it's basically a TV show and the gambling and the fantasy sports, which is basically gambling. The NFL and its popularity has a lot of things going for it that Major League Baseball is simply not going to match. And thinking that, well, we'll just have as many playoff teams as the NFL has, and it'll somehow filter into our popularity, I think is a really stupid, short-sighted way to go. Because again, it's not like this proposal is being put forth because there's just so many good teams. And there's just not enough good teams making the playoffs every single year. The problem in Major League Baseball is there's not enough good teams. There's too many teams that are horrendously bad, who are not even trying to win. And yet you hear people try to put forth the idea, well, if you have more playoff teams, those teams who are just tanking season after season, not even trying to be even remotely good, they'll all of a sudden start to compete now, as if you can make that connection. That makes no sense whatsoever. They could compete right now if they wanted to. They're choosing not to. But you've actually heard a lot of important people come out and say being against this plan is short-sighted or it's being stubborn or being a purist as if that's somehow now pejorative. The world changes. you got to change with it. you got to get with the times. That it's great for all these reasons. Yeah, one wild card was great. Six will be good too. Never is there a case of less being more. It always has to be more being more can't have too much of a good thing that it'll build up interest that it'll be good for fans that it'll grow the game. None of those reasons none are why they're doing this. just so we're clear right let's 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 get away from the talking points and uh, the, the nonsense and uh, the real reason that baseball is doing this is for one reason and one reason only. It's to make the next TV package as desirable as possible for the networks so that the owners can make the most money. That's it. That's the only reason why they're they're going with this idea. It has zero to do with growing the game. They'll tell you it's about growing the game, but it's not about growing the game. Think about what that would mean. That would mean that this will get more kids interested in the game – When the playoffs start, they won't be interested when there's games every single solitary day during the season, but they'll get into, hey, what's this baseball thing? Great time to get into the game. October, when they're back in school and the games end at 1 in the morning. Super plan. So if you're one of the people who supports this and thinks this is a great idea, get more playoff teams involved, just know... The reason this plan is being floated at all is that it's for the owners to make more money. It has nothing to do with any of those other things. So just admit that your your focus for the game, which is a weird focus to have, is so that the owners can make way more money by changing the fabric of the game in a way more significant way than simply adding one wild card back when they did it. The owners need to make as much money as possible and at least start from that point, right? Like at least start from like an honest point of view and then go in and sound ridiculous in whatever way you want to spin it from there, but at least that's an honest starting point. It's not saying that you're going to be growing the game or this is going to be good for this reason or that reason. The only reason why this is even being floated is because they need more playoff inventory. The networks will pay for more playoff inventory. So if it means completely altering the landscape of what the sport has always been in a way that they've never really done to this extent in any proposal, just be on board with that and say that that's the reason that you're on board because it's not about any of those other things.
0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Here, here's newsflash. I have uh, checked with my sources, who all live exclusively within my head, and uh, they're common sense. And it's that A. Rod is not going to to buy the Mets, but we can get into that in a little bit. I did want to touch on uh, a little bit about the uh, the baseball playoff format changes, Ty. And I know that you are a uh, you're a fan of this, right? You think it's a great idea. Why, why Why are you in favor of the owners making more money?
3: Well, it's not that I don't care about how much money the owners are making, but
1: But, but but, I mean, just keep in mind, the only reason they're floating this, the only – it's not about making what's better for the game or that there's just so many good teams that we need to get them involved in the playoffs or that the format right now doesn't – it's not a real good judge of who the best team is. It has nothing to do with any of that. The only reason that they're floating this – is because they need more playoff inventory, they'll get more money for playoff inventory, so they'll double basically the amount of teams that make the playoffs. And then you
3: charge the networks extra money. Right, and Absolutely. they'll make more money that way. But I'm just looking at it from the casual fan and their perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it creates a layer of entertainment because in the article alludes to like having a selection show – On that Sunday night where the team getting a bye or no, no, not the team getting a bye, but uh, one of the higher seats picking their opponent. Sure. I feel like that generates some interest because now there's some tension like, you know, the inferior team feels disrespected Mm -hmm. and you're creating this sense of a rivalry, which Mm -hmm. I think baseball is uh, devoid of right now. And like I said, you make it an event. It generates some interest, and it makes it more fun. Like the baseball playoffs are fun in itself, but there is there is a way to create this layer of extra entertainment in my right. eyes.
1: So I would just simply say, if 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 adding these playoff teams is such a good thing, and it will get more interest from fans whose teams might be involved in the playoff race, why not add even more? Why why not just eliminate maybe I don't know eliminate ten teams? Over the course of the regular season. Why wouldn't we just increase the number of playoff teams even greater?
3: Well, because now you're going More too far. Play-
1: Why? Why is that going too far?
3: Be- well, because there's something to be said about make- making minimal changes to, to a significant one, as opposed to significant ones so that just So you suggesting. think
1: going from the amount of playoff teams you have now up to basically half the league, in a sport where the regular season is supposed to be about... You know, narrowing the field to a great extent. To, to, the, 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 the cream rises to the top over the long baseball season, which is every single solitary day pretty much. That, that's, that's okay. But if you were to add even more to that, to me that's just going from a degree of two to a degree of three. Well, it's As opposed not. to the degree of, of what you have right now to a degree of ten.
3: It's going from 14 to 20 in your scenario.
1: Right. And, 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 That's and right, not two to three. Right. And right now you're going from ten to fourteen.
3: No, I get it, but yeah, and ten also-
1: and, and, and 10- where if you lose the wild card game it doesn't even feel like you've made the playoffs so right right now it really doesn't feel like you even have 10 teams mm-hmm. right now like you have to it, it's important to win the division it's important to 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 wrap that up and, and not be in that wild card game because then your season comes down to just one game and if you lose that game the the playoffs it doesn't even feel like you were a part of it
3: so let me ask you a question or a couple of questions mm. if they did make this change would you stop watching baseball
1: no but they have me that's why they know they can make it which this is change.
3: why your your opinion with all due respect on this doesn't matter
1: well no it does you're gonna because you're going to watch anyway because well all right look you can say they're not going to lose the die hard fan but I think that they have a far greater chance of losing the diehard fan than they would of converting fans that just don't like the game.
3: No, I don't think like so. Like at
1: some point, you have to decide whether or not you like the sport or not. And I keep hearing from a lot of people that are either – the people that like this are either A, on the baseball payroll in some form. They're either working for MLB Network or they're working for a team or – it feels very strange that this, this this drastic change that they're going to be forcing upon fans – is something that that many people think is a good idea. You can't have broadcasters Or
3: it's, killing people,
1: it. or it's people that don't like ba- – they just don't like baseball, and that's fine. They don't have to like baseball. We don't have to figure out ways to get – but there's no way where this is going to now draw the young fan in when you're talking about playoff games that are that don't even start a lot of times until kids are already in bed. Never mind end. My kid has never seen the end of one of these playoff games that happen at 1 o'clock in the morning. What am I, a derelict parent?
3: <laughs> but I Don't think, answer that. I, I think – I mean, I, I would enjoy it. I think it would be entertaining. But to your point, it does seem a little odd that this comes down last week um, in the midst of I, anything. Look, happening. I think
1: that that's probably just uh, the timing of it. Uh, Look, I don't really trust Major League Baseball in any degree of of you know the investigation into uh, the Astros and like at no point did I feel like that their their goal was to get to the bottom of this once and for all. Despite the fact that when it happened about the Red Sox the first time, they said that the next well the next time this happens, we're going to take this seriously. So I never felt like that there was any real interest by Major League, no real desire by Major League Baseball to get to the bottom of this and root this out of the game and make sure that this is not going to be an issue moving down the road. And, in fact, what they came up with, I think, just leads open the the, the possibility that a couple of years from now somebody's trying to figure out a new way to skirt the system because if there's no punishment, like why wouldn't you try to skirt the system? So I, I never thought that baseball, that was their goal, but um, – in terms of the the postseason plan, they're fixing problems that, well, look, the, the goal is to get more playoff inventory, so it is fixing that goal. But the ideas that are being floated, they're just dishonest. They're just being dishonest. And I would simply say, like you are saying, well, I think that this will get more interest, and it's something – let's try something, right? We need to try something. Well, there there's degrees. There's like you don't just start throwing things against the wall. You're not gonna have a, a WWE type survivor series to determine what happens in in uh the in extra innings and some of the ideas that have been floated about that. Oh, let's put a guy at second base. Yeah, let's just try something. Doesn't really matter if it's a good idea, at least we're trying something. No, I would like to actually try a good idea. We have people that should be able to come up with good ideas, so let's try and come up with one of those rather than just coming up with something. All right, let's go back to the phones. one 800 919 ESPN, one 919 3776. Michael is in Jersey. Michael, my man.
4: Hey Gordon, I don't I I don't disagree with you. I, the thing I don't understand is wait I don't know anybody that's watching regular season baseball. I'm a baseball guy. I watch it for the most part. I'm not gonna watch a full game, but I've got young kids. They don't watch it. My friends don't watch the regular season. So how are how is the MLB convincing these networks to pay this ridiculous amount of money that's then paying the players. It's You know, when you watch a regular TV show, if if all of a sudden the ratings are dipping, the show gets canceled. And everything I read, you know, the NFL, the NBA does well. MLB ratings, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I think, are
1: down, right? How well, I think all – with network? everybody, with the exception of the NFL, everybody's ratings are down. The the NBA's ratings this year have been down uh, across the board uh, more than 10% uh, for, for the TV ratings. So they, they've certainly been impacted. Look, I'm not saying don't make changes or don't try to improve the game, but don't come up with something that is telling me it's for one thing and it's really – exclusively and and clearly exclusively for something else like this is not about no, trying to get great. interest or anything like that this is just about the owners trying to come up with a way that will make them more money and i and i'm sure i'm sure it will but is that really in the best interest of what the sport needs i don't think so and and you no, you're, you're fundamentally standards? changing what the sport is you're making it just like the what nba does- and nhl
4: What do these packages look like when they're selling them? Are they that astronomical for MLB? They're still through the roof like the NFL is? Is that what you're reading?
1: Uh, Well, I don't know what the numbers are going to be, but the reason that they're floating this out there, that's that they want to make a a, a bigger killing than they would ordinarily make, right? Like the playoffs are what these networks really want. It's not so much about the regular season games. It's about the postseason games, and I get that. I think there's ways I would much prefer leaving the system in place that is and then – maybe expanding the length of the series. I, I'm really not crazy about that either, but it's certainly better than all of a sudden ruining what is the regular season and the regular season that is actually important. The NBA does not have a regular season that anybody cares about. Anybody who cares about the regular season is, is just fooling themselves. You're just a, a diehard fan that just loves the sport, but there's no real importance. And baseball, unfortunately, for better or worse, is the sport where – if you get into play, like we've seen now with the expanded playoffs, just simply getting into the tournament gives you a fairly decent shot of winning the tournament. It's not like, Hey, be the eighth seed in the NBA. If you, whoever the eighth seed is going to be in the Eastern Conference this year has l- no shot whatsoever of, of winning the NBA title this year. The worst wild card team, and in this case, it would be 14 teams. They would have a, at least a halfway decent shot of going on a run. Even if they are an under 500 team during the regular season. Like the idea that's being floated, well, this has happened in the NFL. Yes, but it's not the reason that the NFL is popular because one time they had a seven and nine team make the playoffs. In fact, if they had seven and nine teams making the playoffs with some regularity, that would impact the importance of the
0: regular season. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: I like how uh, Carlos Correa. Well, if I if I pro- if I get proven to be lying about this, it will kill my uh, credibility. Oh no, you don't have any credibility. <laughs> you you're under the impression you still have credibility. Oh wow, you're really misguided. Not only were the apologies misguided, but uh, your opinion of where you think you rank in terms of credibility is way way overrated. Hey, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number, 1-800-919-3776. So um, we've been talking a lot about the uh, baseball. I did want to touch on just one thing Nick-related, and that obviously is when um, they ever get around to introducing Leon Rose. Uh, Nick's with, uh, what, 27 games left in the regular season. So it's pretty clear at this point there's really nothing to play for the rest of this regular season. Like any delusions that anyone had when they had the uh, little winning streak there, well, you know what, the playoffs. (laughs) No, No, there's not going to be any playoff run, nor should they be. That would be the most uh, detrimental thing to the long-term growth of the team, actually trying to win playoff games with a lot of guys who shouldn't be and probably won't be on the roster next year. But, look, it takes uh, Leon Rose, the decision to, to hire him. He's going to have to obviously leave his agency and get his clients, other agents, and all these type of things, these financial things that need to be worked out, and that takes some time. It's not really all that important. I don't think that they have to have the press conference this day or that day. Take your time. Figure out what um, what you need to do. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't think they needed to hire Leon Rose as quickly as they did. Like, why they had to rush into any decision, to me, felt uh, silly. This is a big decision. They should have taken their time and gone through all the candidates. It doesn't seem like they really went through any candidates. Seems like they had a candidate in their mind, and it was Leon Rose, because they're comfortable dealing with him, rather than having a full-blown search, which I think probably would have been the right way to go, if for no other reason, the Knicks trusting their instincts on these type of things has proven to be... A great sign that it's wrong. They've not shown any ability to identify and land the proper people in any of these important roles, be it GM, be it president, be it head coach. So they should have taken the time and done it right. They didn't, so I'm not going to say that they need to rush and go out and get Leon Rose uh, into a press conference scenario or a situation uh, all that quickly because it's going to be a while before he's really able to put any impact on the team whatsoever. So take your time, figure out the right time to do it, and then have him meet the media. And I'm not a big one. As I've said before, you don't have to win the press conference. That's not really a thing as long as you don't go up there and basically fall all over yourself. You, know, you can't win the press conference, but you can certainly lose the press conference. That press conference will be different in that I think that I'll be judging that one far greater in terms of what is actually said because it's clear where the Knicks are. And whether or not the Knicks can actually realize where they are, well, that remains to be seen. When you hire somebody like Leon Rose and you hear from Steve Stout, who is not supposed to really have any real say on the direction of the basketball operations, but when you've seen things go on with the Knicks and heard things and reports and all these type of things, that it's not generally just the person who's in charge of the basketball operations that has a say in the basketball operations, when you hear those type of things and then you see what Steve Stout came out and said on first take, it's not just the typical situation where you think, well, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's talking over his skis. And No, there's a very good chance that guy will have the ear of the owner and that that will impact the decisions made. So when eventually Leon Rose does have his press conference and he gets up there and says what the direction under him is going to be, which certainly seems like it's going to be all about chasing the stars again. That's going to be troublesome. Now, it's not to say that he could go out there and say all the right things. You're still going to judge him on how they actually go about putting the team together. It's not just going to be about what's said, but what's actually done. But if he goes up there and gives you what you kind of expect, or at least what I kind of expected, New York is the mecca, and we have to get back to the winning ways, and, and we have to attract the star free agent to come here. If that's going to be the approach right out of the box, I'm telling you right now, it's going to end like all the other approaches that the Knicks have tried here over the last, what, 15 years have ended, and that is with disappointment. So hopefully whenever that press conference does take place after the All-Star break, uh, it'll uh, provide you a little bit more hope than you've had here for quite some time. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, the phones. We'll go to Sal
0: in Brooklyn. Sal, what's going on? Gordon, good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. What's up? Two, two things real quick. I 100% agree with you on the Knicks right there. If they do come out saying we're looking for stars, forget it. Just like they were chasing LeBron, whatever, and just like they were chasing these last two free agents, uh, Durant and uh, Irvin I went to Brooklyn, they come out that same way, they're done. Uh, uh, you're, you're 100% on point. And as far as the Astros, I mean, these pitchers that get away with Okay, they weren't hitting, so let's leave the pitchers alone. You know, a guy like Verlander was just started to become mediocre in Detroit until he started getting 87 runs a game. or maybe put another 15, 20 wins on the board in the last three years to help that Hall of Fame cause. Or a guy like Garrett Cole, who I love, I'm not saying he's not worth the money he's got, or he's pitching to a great ERA, but it's different when you're going out there pitching with four or five runs behind you on the board before you can blink your eyes. And then you're not pitching at a precious. I'm just – these pitchers get away with not having to answer the question. That's all I'm saying. Oh, well, look, they, Verlander they, 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 Verlander
1: went out there. He didn't do a very good job answering the questions either. Uh And his idea, oh, well, you know, I should have done more. Okay, well, what did you do? Well, I'm going to keep that private. No, I mean, he didn't handle things nearly uh that well either. Now, he wasn't on the podium, uh, and that was really where both uh, Bregman and Altuve really struggled trying to <laughs> – together. I mean, they they had all the believability. Remember when Rocky in Rocky 2 was filming the commercial for Beast Aftershave and he was trying to read off the cue cards? That seemed more off the cuff and heartfelt than anything that the Astros put together back on Thursday. But that is a, that, that's a part of it. There's no question about it, Sal. That is absolutely a part of it that you I don't think most people, especially people within the game, feel like That the Astros have been completely exposed and that they have, that all the ways that they've been cheating have been rooted out. Who's to say that they're not cheating in other ways? There's a reason why people within the game think that the buzzers thing is true. And not just within the game, people outside of the game. If you gave everybody $10 that they had to bet, did the Astros use buzzers at one point or not, they would bet absolutely they did. And people within the game feel like the Astros have been cheating in other ways, too. It was not just 2017. It was not just 2018. And it was not just the batters, either. There's been plenty of suspicions about, and you'd have to go by past experience, the people who have said these type of things, at least in terms of what we know right now on February 15, 2020, turned out to be right. So it's not just, hey, all these crazy theories, all these silly things. No, people within the game feel that way, too. Let's go out to Ira in Staten Island. Ira. Hey,
4: good morning, Gordon. How are you? I'm good, man. What's going on? I I know it's a big baseball thing, but you know what? With with sports, I want to get into what you were talking about with formats of sports also. They're always looking for the extra edge, and it is feeding, whether it's electronic, whether it's steel signing, whether it's breaking into locker rooms and taking playbooks. It's gone on forever. It's wrong. It just I don't see how they're ever going to stop it. And, unfortunately, it is what it is. But I really call about the format. And I, I really don't care what goes on with baseball, but I get, I get what you're saying. But I don't understand these leagues. It's like the NFL is looking to add a 17th and an 18th game, okay, but they want to worry about the player's safety. They're going to mess up the format. They're going to add playoff teams. That bothers me. But I will say one thing. Put on the XFL for half hour today. And the reason I say it, it's not about the talent, it's not about rooting for a team or anything. It's about the way they structured the game. And hopefully the NFL, at least in my eyes, maybe they can learn something from this. Because the early returns, the kickoff rule, the extra point rule, and the twenty five second play clock could only make the NFL game better because it speeds up the game. There's more action. And also the replays, they go up to the booth upstairs, it's one, two, three, done, and that's the end of it. Yeah, you know, the NFL... replay
1: the replay thing should be, at some point you have to figure out a, a quicker way to do that. Because the the amount of time, and it's not just the NFL, it's all these sports, that they, they spend going through with almost an expectation that we have to get this call perfect rather than what it's supposed to be. Is it, is it egregious? Is it completely a blown call? Okay, if it's not, let's move on. Uh, I don't know. I've not watched the XFL enough to, you know, it's just the one week, so maybe I'll I'll check it on again today. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the extra point rule is interesting, and, you know, the XFL has the benefit, and the the kickoff rule seems like the one that if you were going to take anything from the league right now, that one I don't think would have that big an impact in terms of anybody putting up a fight about it, right? Like, if that was what the kickoff rule turned out to be, and you want to try to give it the idea of you know it's about player safety and this and that. Okay, uh, that that uh, would not be a, a big problem for me. I think most people would be okay with that. I think secondly, it would be the 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 extra point. I like that idea. I don't know if I'm. I would be ready for the NFL to make that change just yet. But no, all these leagues. It's crazy to me. I'm not a huge tennis fan, and tennis obviously has some some benefits because. It's it's happening on a grid, and you can see exactly what. But you ever see what the replay system is in tennis? It takes six seconds, and they're moving on. The problem is, is with all these leagues, and maybe because gambling's part of it, maybe for all I, I don't know, but it's almost like they go into replay situations, saying, "Okay, we got to get this call." right, and sometimes it's impossible to get it 100% right. It's impossible to tell, even with the amount of cameras, what exactly the right call is. So it should be, look at the play, I'd say, I would say once, but okay, look at the replay twice. If you can't tell within two times that it's the right call or the wrong, move on. You don't need to be staring at it for 15 minutes. Well, did this ball touch the blade of grass? If you can't tell right away, and I don't want the games officiated that way. So sometimes that comes back to us as well. Because if if it turns out that the day later you find some other replay, oh, see, they actually got this call wrong, and we're all screaming and yelling. You're never going to have perfectly officiated games. It's about getting it as right as you can in the moment. And replay was supposed to be about fixing the egregious call. And if you're not going to be using it to fix the egregious call, if you expect it, that it's going to fix every call and you're going to get games 100% right 100% of the time, you're going to be sorely disappointed and the games are going to take five
0: years. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN.